Welcome to Fierce, Fun, Feminine, and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Elizabeth, and I help women unstuck themselves. Today's F-Word is fun. When is the last time you had so much fun that you lost track of time, you didn't look at your phone, you felt light and amazing? Are you stuck in a fun rut? Are you stuck in ho-hum routine? That's what I want to talk about today. Let's get started. If I polled all of you listening what fun means to you, I would get a million different answers. Some of us would answer with things that we do that are fun, and all of it across the board is going to look different. But almost all of us would never answer with what's fun. We wouldn't define fun, and we we would define it as things that are fun to us. But fun defined, think about this now when you're thinking about what's fun to me, enjoyment, amusement, and lighthearted pleasure. So someone that says fun to me is being home alone, shutting all the curtains, reading a book. To me, that is not fun. Is it enjoyment? Yes. But for me, that's more relaxation. That's not fun. But somebody else might define that as fun. Or someone else is an adrenaline junkie and fun to them is bungee jumping, right? They'll define that as fun. That's the extreme. I don't even know where that, I guess that would be classified as amusement. I don't know. But we all have a different definition of what fun means to us. But for the purpose of this podcast, we're looking at enjoyment, amusement, and lighthearted pleasure. How can you be a fierce, fun, feminine woman if you don't know what brings you amusement and lighthearted pleasure? Are you stuck in a rut? Have you had fun yet this summer? I'm recording this in July 2021, so wherever you this lands, whenever you pick up this podcast and listen to this episode, wherever you are in your life, what month is it, and what can you do that would be fun for you? When's the last time you had fun? Like, to me, fun is, I forgot what time it was. I didn't even pick up my phone. I was in the moment enjoying life, feeling alive, laughing not caring about anything else in the world, just enjoying. There's so many different ways you can experience this, but sometimes we get in a plateau or we get, we get kind of stagnant where we get in a routine and I've been there and I have a few tricks up my sleeve to break out of that routine or at least inject 15 minutes of fun into my day myself. And I want to talk about that, but what about for you? You know, a lot of people aren't talking about, and you never hear this in the media. It's kind of funny. People post on social media, you know, what they did that looks fun. Like some of us might say, oh, a beach vacation, that looks fun. Or touring a museum, that looks fun. Or whatever fun might be, right? They they post their experiences. And some of it is perceived as fun. Some of it's perceived as relaxation. Some of it is perceived as you know, um, working remote and that's kind of fun. It's work slash pleasure. Um, but fun, the real enjoyment, lightheartedness. I want to tap into that. I want to tap into what is lightheartedness for you. Do you even touch that anywhere? Does anything in your life scratch the surface of lightheartedness? And I want to tell you why that's important because there's benefits of having fun in your life. Psychologists have done studies. Let me just go over the 
the points, the main points, because no one's talking about this and fun is key. I have been looking uh, on social media, like is any psychologist or mental health worker talking about the benefits of having fun? They're not. They're talking about the benefits of self-care and self-care isn't selfish. That's kind of become cliche, right? Having fun is a form of self-care, but nobody's talking about why fun is important. And it is. And you want to be a fierce, fun, feminine woman, right? Well, how are we going to get fun in your life and why? Well, let me tell you why first. Here's why. It decreases cortisol. If you've been with me for a few episodes, you know I've already hit on cortisol, but I'm going to explain what cortisol is for you. You don't want prolonged times of high cortisol. It's your stress hormone. It's in charge of your fight or flight. And when it's elevated, when you're not truly stressed, like if you're being chased by a bear, your cortisol goes up, right? Or if there's danger, your cortisol goes up. You need that. But when it's not true stress, when it's just, you know, you're stuck in a maybe mental health loop of not unhappiness, let's put it that way, your cortisol still goes up. Worry spikes your cortisol. When it goes up for those reasons, cortisol, prolonged elevation, it lowers your immune response, it inhibits your sleep, and it leads to weight gain. Fun reduces cortisol. There's first benefit, right? You want to lose weight, go have some fun. (laughs) Want to sleep better, go have some fun. Here's another benefit of having fun. It increases serotonin. So serotonin is the flip side of cortisol. It's the opposite. Serotonin is the hormone that aids in great sleep. It improves your memory. It helps you feel relaxed. So having fun boosts your serotonin. Having fun helps you cope with stress better than if you have just a ho-hum stagnant life. It helps you cope with stress. The more fun and enjoyment you encounter, the more reserves you have built to tap into when stress hits. Now, you may have had this experience, maybe at a point in your life where things were less stressful, where you were living a life that was a lot more lighthearted than it is now. If you can think back to that, can you relate? Stress didn't hit you up as hard back then, right? I can relate to that. You know, when you get married, you have children, you have mortgage payments and car payments and responsibilities of, you know, being an adult, (laughs) adulting is stressful, right? Before all of that, when I didn't have all of that, life was a lot more carefree and stress didn't hit me the same. Okay, I need more money. Uh, I need to make this bill. I need to do this. You know, when you're single and you're trying, you're in college or wherever you are in your life and you're trying to move forward, you stress, but you, you, you have so much reserve of lighthearted fun that it hits you different. When you're in the trenches and you're not having enough fun, stress hits you like bam, 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 one after another, and you're tapped out. You can't manage stress as well. Fun helps you cope with stress better. Having fun improves your energy levels. When you're in a state of stress, boredom, and stagnation, you hit a low. Can you relate? Okay, let's talk about that. Have you ever been at a place in your life where you really wanted to do something and no one was available? You're all dressed up and nowhere to go. Or you kind of get in a rut and the more you spin in that rut and you stay on loop, you start to lose motivation. You get tired. You feel defeated. You just don't have it in you to even muster up. If somebody ends up 
texting you back on, yeah, I can get together, but I can't do it until 9 p.m. or, you know, whatever. It's at a time that doesn't work for you. You've lost the energy to even want to have fun, right? Being in a chronic state of stagnation, not having fun in your life, not tapping into something enjoyable, lightheartedness, your energy goes down. The more fun you have, the more fun you want to have. It's almost addictive, (laughs) right? But it's in a good way. Fun also improves your connection with other people. Feeling connected. Last week, I talked about the hierarchy of needs. Feeling connected and being part of a group. Psychologists all agree that that is part of our hierarchy of needs. Humans need that feeling of connection. Having fun, even among people you don't know, helps you feel connected and makes you feel better about life. It's a mood booster. And I don't know if you can relate. Maybe you can. Have you ever been to a place where you're among people you don't know and you had so much fun, but you all were enjoying something uh, at the same time? So a perfect example is a concert. Um, I took my daughter to a couple concerts. My daughter's now 22, but when she was younger, she loved Miley Cyrus, right? So she used to be called Hannah Montana. And we live in the Seattle area. I took her to the concert and it was one of those enormous concerts that fills a stadium. And all these 10-year-old girls were screaming at the top of their lungs, the kind of screaming where you think your eardrum's going to pierce. But it was so much fun for me to see all these girls having so much fun watching their person that they idolized. But you know what else was fun? I enjoyed the show. It was a Disney concert and it was... It was really a good time. It was choreographed well. It was super fun. And I walked away because I watched my daughter enjoy herself. That was fun for me. But something else that happened, I took her to a Carrie Underwood concert. I'm not a country music fan. If I'm in my car, I'm not going to play country music, but I don't hate it. Okay. So I'm like that. that. My daughter enjoys country music. Carrie Underwood puts on a kick butt concert. So same venue, took her to Carrie Underwood concert when she was a little bit older. I was blown away. First of all, Carrie Underwood, bombshell. Second, talent, engages her concert goers. She's just incredible. But what I experienced when she would engage the audience in the concert, people that were there, I experienced this unity of laughter, smiling, dancing with thousands of people even though that wasn't really my, what I thought was my idea of fun, I walked away lighthearted, like, this is amazing. This was so much fun. I was so blown away. I actually would go to another Carrie Underwood concert, not a country music fan. And let me tell you something about country music that I never knew before, before this concert. And if you're a country fan, you may already know this. (laughs) Country music concerts are family friendly. I had no idea. I've been to concerts. I love going to concerts. If I know they're great, um, you know, their voice is good naturally, I enjoy the concert. If they don't have to be digitized to sound the same as their music on the radio, right? So I love live music. But some of those concerts I've been to, I would not bring a nine-year-old. I'm telling you, Carrie Underwood was just one example. After I got back and I talked about this experience, people said, yeah, country is great. It's very family friendly. I didn't know. I had no idea. I learned that by taking my daughter, but there's no profanity. There's nothing scary, nothing you want to hide your eyes or cover their ears of your little ones. You want to give them an experience of 
a concert, I would choose someone like that and take them. You would be surprised. It's it's so fun. It's just wholesome. And that was something else that I experienced as a mom taking my daughter. Other moms were experiencing the same thing, another version of fun. So that's just a side note. Anyway, getting back to our topics of why fun is beneficial. Can you see why we need some fun in our life? If you were going to evaluate your life on a scale of one to 10, with 10, I'm having so much fun, I'm not getting work done, (laughs) to one, I haven't had fun in so long, I don't even know what is fun to me anymore. Where would you fall on the fun factor scale? Where's your life on a scale of one to 10? How's it working out for you right now? Because it is no one else's job to put fun in your life except yours. So where are you? Are you stuck in a rut? Is it time to have some fun? What's the most thing you've ever done in your life? What's the most fun you've ever had? I recently, I I don't know if you can name it. I just uh, over the 4th of July holiday went to visit my daughter and we went to Lake Tahoe. She lives very close. And she has a client in her business that has a home on Lake Tahoe. And they offered for us to borrow their anything. Like they have all the boat toys, all the water toys, all of that stuff. And so we spent all of July 4th on the water and chose stand-up paddle boarding, but they had something different. They had, uh, I think they're called elliptical stand-up paddle boards. I wish I could show you a photo through this podcast. It was a blast. So first of all, I've never done stand-up paddle boarding. Uh, A lot of people do, but I just have never had the opportunity. I don't have one. I don't know anybody that has one, but I see everybody that does it and I think it looks amazing. So I was really excited to do this. You know, I thought it was just going to be the traditional stand-up paddleboard. What we ended up doing was this elliptical. So if you can picture a stand-up paddleboard with foot pedals that you pump it almost is like a stairmaster, but not that deep of a of a step. Just small little step, 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 and it motored the paddleboard. And so it had handlebars. So instead of holding an oar, we held handlebars. And the handlebars are what you kind of turned the paddleboard left and right, and that's how you would steer. Okay, you guys, we were on the water for three hours. I never stopped smiling. I was having so much fun. We were out there where the jet skiers were. We could really go. Your balance is easy. We got hot. We would jump in the water, go swimming, do all, we saw all kinds of things that made us laugh. It was just quality time with my daughter, but it was something I'd never done before. And I felt like a little kid. I felt like if, if I were eight, my mom would say, your lips are blue. You need to get out of the water. I didn't want to. (laughs) And that's my most recent, like, that was so much fun. I want to do it again experience. That was a blast. Now, if you don't live in an area where you can do something like that, that's not going to be on a regular schedule for you. But when can you name something you've done that made you, I didn't have my phone. I had no track of time. In fact, I had sunscreen all over my body except my hands and my hands got sunburned from holding the handlebars of this thing because we were out there so long. <laughs> I just That's where I was. You know, I just lost track of everything. I didn't care what was going on in the United States, around the globe, politics, news, COVID, any of that stuff. I could care less. That's fun. That's when you know you're having fun. You're not dialed into the everyday, right? Can you name it? When did you have it? When was the last time you have it? For me, fun comes in categories. And so 
I know what my number one thing is. My number one fun thing in life to do is travel. I mean, a lot of people would say, yeah, that's mine too, but it really is mine. And I love it so much I travel alone. So I have this thing about being in the airport. Most people that I talk to in person don't enjoy the airport. Most people, they associate it with stress. I associate it with anticipation. So when I get to the airport, I'm excited because it means I'm going somewhere and I'm around people that are going somewhere, right? (laughs) And sometimes they're not going to a happy place. But for me, I associate it with something positive. So I love to fly and I love to be in a place where ideally no one speaks English and I have to figure my way around. Um, But I love to get behind the wheel in a car in a place I've never driven before and explore. Now, I don't do that in every country or every place. But if I'm in the United States traveling, I can I don't have to even go over the ocean to experience that. I I went to Hawaii, I landed in Oahu, rented a car in Honolulu, and I felt like a little kid. I was in my car alone, sun blaring down on me, music turned up. I didn't even have on the AC, I had the windows down because I wanted to smell Honolulu and the fresh air and I wanted to experience a new place. And I have this lighthearted, giddy feeling. I get that whenever I travel. That's my number one. I don't know what your number one would be. It could be, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be something as big as traveling, but that's my number one. Something else that is fun for me is driving. I love to drive. I love sports cars. I love to drive fast on curvy roads. (laughs) I just have a thing. It's a little adrenaline rush. I also love to be at a stoplight and see how fast I can hit 60 from zero. That's fun. I might not be having a fun day. I might be having a stressful day. But if you see me at a red light and I take off and leave you in the dust, that's because I needed some fun. It's not because I'm trying to race you. (laughs) I know what I need to experience that hit of fun. And I don't do anything dangerous. I don't put anyone in danger. I don't do that around other cars, usually, unless they're behind me. I'm not doing anything dangerous, but I do love that. In fact, I had a gift given to me years ago to go to BMW driving school. You guys, it's the most masculine thing about me. I'm a feminine woman, but I love sports cars and I love driving fast. And that is the most fun I've ever had behind the wheel. That was one of the best gifts I've ever been given. It was BMW driving school. You have to have a BMW to be there. And they take you on this empty parking lot and they teach you how to trust your car in what you might consider terrifying situations, but you're doing it on purpose with a trained driver in the passenger seat. And oh my gosh, I mean, I was running, do you know what I, when I say a slalom course, what that means? They set up cones and I had to weave in and out of cones. I ha- They set the cones up so close that they said, we want you to imagine those cones are little boys waiting at the bus stop. Okay. We want you to be able to weave these cones at a high speed. Don't hit them. So here in my mind, I'm like, I just murdered 10 children. I can't do it. It was, but you know, I, they let you do it over and over again until you learn how. So you are at this place where you're, you're sitting at idle and they say, okay, punch it. And maybe me to 20 yards is the first cone. They wanted me to be 50 to 60 miles an hour 
at 20 yards. So you're pedal to the metal and you're holding onto your steering wheel for dear life, weaving left and right and left and right in between these cones. And the first, I'll bet six times, I killed those cones every time. And he's like, you're killing the kids. You're killing the kids. I was laughing, but I was enjoying and I was learning and I was having fun. And oh, I could talk about just that kind of fun for hours. They they had a truck come out and throw water all over the parking lot. And they had me do donuts. And when I say do donuts, I would go in at full speed and then use centrifugal force to spin the car in a fast circle and then let go of the wheel and go flying across the parking lot. I never stopped. I had so much smile on my face that my cheeks hurt. That's how that's how much fun I had. <laughs> so when I say driving is fun for me, I love it. I've learned how to feel the road from the steering wheel. I know how the car communicates with me. I'm one of those girls, but honestly, I'm probably that is the only masculine thing about me. I love driving. So, I already know that I can if I need some fun in my life, I need to go drive. And some people find driving relaxing if they want to go scenic. That's more relaxing for me. I love scenic driving, but I'm more in tune to, I want to have some adrenaline. Something else that's fun for me, if you know me personally, you already know this, I love to dance. I have a dance background because I was a competitive figure skater, but dance for me is a release, but I have, and I'll do it by myself. If I'm having a day where I just feel like I need something, it's really funny, I will by myself, my dog looks at me like, oh, it's a party. <laughs> In fact, I've trained him to know that uh, if this music is on, we're going to have a good time. And I dance and he gets on his hind legs and we just have a good time. I know that sounds pathetic, but it's not because I am in charge of my self-care and I'm in charge of my fun. So if I'm not, if I don't have anything on my schedule, like going on a trip, have a girl's night out, a dinner with a friend or some kind of, you know, being fun on the Lake Tahoe, I don't know, whatever it is. If I don't have that in my next week or two, I have to find something else to do to amuse myself, to feel lighthearted. It's my job. So I go for a drive or I put on Daddy Yankee, who I love to dance to, or which is, this is my dog dancing music, Casey and the Sunshine Band. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It happened randomly. I played it and the dog just looked at me with these perky ears like this, you know, dogs are dialed into energy and that has a good energy. And we just dance around the house, one or two songs. It's immediate mood boost. That kind of fun, it it just takes me away for a couple minutes. Dancing, if you're a dancer at all and you don't have a way to express yourself or do it, you know, you don't want to just dance by yourself like me. I also teach dance fitness classes. Go take one. Go find a salsa class that you can take. Join a dance studio. Go to a gym that offers Zumba. I will say, because I've been a licensed Zumba instructor for 12 years, I can tell you firsthand, not every Zumba instructor is a dancer. Some of them are fitness people that make it kind of dancey. That's a different experience. So it's you have to kind of find one that loves to dance and makes it dancey. But go do that. Do do something with your body that helps you feel good. You know, you could do it, be a yoga person. And that could be fun for you. For me, yoga's hard. I'm not bendy. I want to be bendy. I'm not as bendy as the yogis. But some people love their yoga classes. It's an escape. It's fun because it's a personal challenge on their body. They go away in their mind. They're just dialed into their body. 
But for me, it's dance. So I will dance in my house if I have to. I have danced with my dogs. I've danced with my mop. (laughs) And I've also joined a dance studio because I want to learn from people that are better dancers than me. And it is a blast for me. That hour goes by so fast. I don't think about anything else. All I hear is the music and the counts and the energy between the people I'm dancing with and me. And I don't know them. You know, you get to know people in a dance studio after a while, but you don't know them at first. You just go through dance partners. They have you rotate and it's so much fun. So for me, dance is another one. You know what else I find fun? And I'm just trying to spark some ideas for you because you need to be able to inject fun in your life. And these are things that I do when I don't have something scheduled fun. Something else I love to do is shop and I don't have to spend money to enjoy it. I love going through antique stores. There's something that that just, I don't buy them. I don't want the clutter. But if I shop, let's say antiques, I get lost in the time period and I get lost in the craftsmanship and I get, I lose time. I lose track of time. It is so much fun for me to be able to go through a good, not not one that just has dishes. <laughs> you know, I want to see the art. I want to see maybe the dresses that you see some old clothing hanging up or the fur or whatever. I love that. And if I have nothing going on, I don't have anything on my calendar. I, I, I already danced, <laughs> you know, I went for a drive or I'll drive myself to an antique district. I also love on the flip side, high-end design shopping. When I went to Rome, and I want to tell you stories about that, but when I went to Rome, I could not wait to go to Gucci headquarters, Valentino, you know, Prada, all of the Italian designers to see their works of art. I tried the clothes on. It It's so much fun because for them, I'm not going to buy a Gucci t-shirt brand new is $800. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you if you want to spend $800 that way, I would rather spend it on travel and going somewhere than on the t-shirt itself. But when you get into some of their other clothing, like just trying on their leather jackets, oh, it's just like butter. It fits. It's it's the 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 quality of a custom designer who designs because it's an expression of their artistic side. I get lost in that. And I enjoy it. I could, I, and that's one reason I love Rome. And I can't, I haven't been to France yet. I want to experience that too. Maybe you have, and you can say, yes, go to France, go to France. I know someone that's been to Paris and has had clothes bespoke, just custom made for her from someone in France. That's not a known designer, but she's good, right? I think that would be fabulous fun. That's something I can do. So I can't always go to Rome to do that. So I do things here. I'll go into like, what do they call it? Nordstrom, the salon area, salon shoes. That's where all the Chanel shoes are and all of that. I love to see what's trending. What are they doing? How are they expressing themselves? Because the other side of the shoe department is just copycat of what's going on with the high-end designers. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, not everybody should spend $2,000 on a pair of Chanel boots, right? (laughs) I mean, it just, you just shouldn't. You need to live within your means. But isn't it fun to be able to see if you enjoy art? And that's really what high-end designers are. And so I love that. That's something for me. I could go antique, old, pre-owned, get lost. I can go high-end designer art, get lost. I love Italy. I've been there three times. I was hoping I'd be there once a year. 
from my last trip, I thought this is going to be an annual thing. I want to see the whole country from top to bottom. And then the pandemic hit and that didn't happen. But going to Italy is incredible. First of all, you're, you meet so many people. If you haven't done it, I highly encourage you. You just have to go. You could go to Italy alone. I've done it. It's incredible. Someone said to me, you're never alone in Italy. Go. And it hit me. I'm going to. What's the worst that could happen? My first trip, I went with my best friend. The next two trips, I went by myself. And I will tell you, you are truly never alone. But I'm an adventurous person. I love that. Remember, this is my number one, makes me feel alive and forget everything in the world fun. So for me, travel is fun. But when you go to Rome or anywhere in Italy and you're you're around people that are very warm and friendly and time stops. They live differently than we do in the United States. You know, they're not, they don't live to work. We have a different drive here. They work so they can live. And it's, it's so refreshing to be around that. Um, and I have met people that I'm still friends with on the airplane. I met them on the flight there. I've met people that worked on the Amalfi Coast, owned a restaurant, own businesses on the Amalfi Coast that I patroned. And I've gone back to see them on subsequent trips. I met them on my first trip and I've been back. I met a waitress who worked in the hotel where I stayed, who ended up inviting me to show me around Positano. And I'm still in touch with her. I've sent her daughter gifts. It's it's amazing what you can do if you allow yourself to do anything off the charts different, push the limits. If you're an adrenaline junkie and you've always wanted to try, I don't know what that might be. It could be, I don't know, it could be bungee jumping, whatever it is. What are you waiting for if you haven't done it yet? If you've always wanted to see a certain place in the world, maybe you're more of an Asian country person. You want to see the, you want to see maybe Japan or whatever your thing is. Why haven't you done it yet? It is time, my friend, because time's not waiting for you. If you get there, get to the place, because I waited until I was in my 40s to see Italy and I'd wanted to go since I was in high school. I said to myself, why did you wait this long? You will do the same thing. To experience anything, anything that's on your bucket list, I want to encourage you to get that done in the next 12 months. The bucket list of fun. Make a goal and step forward toward it in the next 12 months so that you can make it happen. And don't let it be contingent on someone else. Don't let your fun hang on someone else for you doing it. Because if you can't find fun on your own, you are going to be in that rut, right? So for me, it's travel. But when I can't travel, it's dancing, it's driving, it's shopping, right? Not necessarily buying, but shopping, love. What is it for you? What are your things? And when is the last time you did it? I want to encourage you to take responsibility for your fun factor to get from the low end of the one to 10 scale to the higher end. Let's get it above five on the regular, because once you get it on the regular, you're healthier. You're more of a fierce, fun, feminine woman. You are taking responsibility for yourself and your life. And if you're a mom, you're modeling it to your children. They need to see 
that life just isn't about getting up, making breakfast, getting dressed, and going to work. Kids already know how to have fun, but they're also learning being adults isn't always fun because they're not watching their parents have fun, right? Kids have no no care in the world. That's the childhood-like fun I want you to find. I have no judgment on people who have childlike energy. I think it's amazing. I think if they have childhood-like behavior, immature behavior, that's different. But if they have the energy to just love life and just, you know, that, that picture in my mind of a little girl ringing the bell on her bike, her hair is flowing back in the wind, the sun's shining on, she's just having so much fun because she feels free. That's the kind of fun I want you to find. It's going to benefit your life. It's going to benefit your health. It's going to show others, if you're raising children, that life isn't just a grind. That is my message for you today because no one is talking about it. I wish I could go on and on, but it would be boring. And I don't want you to be bored. I want you to have fun. (laughs) There is nothing sexier and more fierce and independent than a woman who knows how to put fun in her own life. It is on you, my friend, and you know what it is. You know what's fun for you. Don't wait on anyone else. Go get it. Go have a great time. Put a smile on your face. And by putting a smile on your own face, you attract more people that think like you, that love to have fun like you. It builds connection. Remember, you're going to lower cortisol, increase serotonin, have more energy. Go out there, figure it out, have fun and make your life a life you love living. I'm really surprised this is not a topic that I hear on podcasts or see on social media or anywhere else. And I love the idea of being a fierce, fun, feminine woman because a fierce woman without fun is no fun. She's not someone you want to be around, but if she's fiercely independent, she's fiercely decided, if she's resolved to her beliefs and values and she's fun, that's a deadly combo. That's the combo I want in my life. And I think that'd be the combo you would want too. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with someone that's in a rut. Help prod them and move them forward. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you are notified when the next episode is released. And until next time, have a fierce fun, feminine, and fabulous day.